1: Welcome to just another podcast. This is episode 12. Uh, We are joined by Josh Moulton, a good friend of mine, owner of Queen City Cinema Club. He's actually joined us before. He was one of the first episodes. Um, He might have been the first episode. Yeah, I think he was the first episode. Definitely Um, first. So we brought him back. Um, Josh is going to hopefully join us on a regular basis with Brian. Uh, Brian ended up being away this week, so it ended up being just Josh. And then uh, Josh ended up getting a little bit under the weather this weekend, so uh, I was afraid he wasn't going to be able to do it. But we're back, and uh, welcome, Josh.
2: Thanks. Thanks for having me.
1: I was inspiring your jersey in the background before we started recording.
2: Yeah, my beautiful, beautiful wife bought it for me as her uh, wedding gift, and I am a huge Bears fan. Never really uh, got into um, autographs, per se, although now at the theater, I've accumulated quite a collection um but when i opened that and saw that i had something that walter payton had touched um i was converted and i was like this is like the greatest thing ever um you know i didn't know i needed it until i had it
1: exactly and it's like one yeah. of those weird things that i have some memorabilia in this room that's sign some of it i purchased online but some of it is like no name people quote unquote yeah but like that no one else but a sle- few select people in the world would know. And right. I'm still like, oh, no, 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 that's signed by that person. And they're like, oh, that's right. pretty cool. Because anything that's signed by someone else is pretty cool. So it's like yeah. no matter if they're famous or not, but then you take someone like Peyton and like someone on a level that's higher than everything else. And it's almost like right. it's just something he touched in some signature. But yeah. it's because he's elevated his life to that point where he's like, hey, right. my signature and something I touch is not nearly worth as much as what he is.
2: I, I disagree. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, so, wanted to
1: steal my artwork off your wall. Yeah, they did. City, that was so. the thing
2: they took. You were in there with Lou Temple, uh, <laughs> the dude from The Walking Dead. You're in there with uh, Sid. Sid Haig is in the theater. You know, he, um, someone
1: stole it, thinking, I've okay, if a, I steal a, this, I probably won't get in trouble. But if I steal right. something else, they might actually call the police on me. <laughs>
2: right. Yeah. But what I found is now. Uh, Collecting all, like, the Comic-Con stuff and the Peyton jersey. Now I'm kind of getting into it. So there's one of our regular customers brought me a signed JZA uh, picture, Yeah, uh, which is pretty awesome. And my son gave me a Magic Johnson autograph for whatever the last holiday was. I've lost track of what time of year it was. I told him today, I'm like, your birthday's almost here. His birthday's in March. And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what month it is.
1: It's insane. I, I mean, the fact that I'm back to work and stuff like that. But it's like we talked at OBC; like everybody's in a good mood. Like yeah. like behind the scenes, like there can be days where you're stressed because of certain situations going on, and and customers that have come in and don't really know what to do, and it's just you're stressed a little bit from all the stuff that's going on. But in the same sense, when have we ever in the history of companies, on like regular companies? Been able to give an employee three months off, paid, right? And then so you can sit at home and you can relax and you can clean your house or do some lawn work or go hiking yep. or do whatever, and you're still gonna get a paycheck. Some people got paid more, right. and um, then come back to work, and we'll we'll figure it out then. And it's like all those people who did that are just like gung ho about coming back to work, and they're like, it's because I got three months off paid vacation, and, yep. and unless you work in the school. You know, what I mean, like unless you're a teacher, and then you're, you know, sometimes summers are paid, sometimes depending on your contract and the school, and then like someone like Ohop, Ohop closes for a month or two in the summer, uh, for um, like because the school's out of session, so they just don't sell anything during the summer. But like for us, it's like giving three months off to someone and having them come back and be rejuvenated is pretty pretty badass, um, which made you just lose yeah, track of time. we talked now.
2: about it a little bit before yeah and just to like understand kinda it's easier to like understand what really matters in life um it's you know i've I've gotten to spend so much time with my kids and you know my wife's back to work now too, but we get to spend a fair amount of time together It's cool we could play board games at five in the afternoon and you know it was just you know obviously we're limited in how how far we could get out of town or whatever but um it's just. I think it, hopefully it will have a lasting effect on people understanding that the rat race isn't the be all and end all.
1: Exactly. I think it's also like, yeah. So giving people the own, their own opportunity that even us, uh, Taylor and I talking about like trips like for our honeymoon and stuff like that, we are going to go to Arizona, but we postponed that because of obvious, obvious reasons. Arizona right. being pretty stupid right now. Um, and then, <laughs> so we're going to go to Sugarloaf instead at and Heather, uh, let us use their condo. And we talked about, well, maybe we'll go hiking here and do this and do that. And and I'm like, wait, maybe we'll just step back. We'll do a few things, but maybe we'll just, like, relax for a week. Because very rarely do any of us take time off to just sit home. Yep. Most of us take time off to do something. And then we need a vacation from whatever we did.
2: (laughs) Exactly. So, like, me and Tiff went to Rockland this past weekend. And it's really the first time that it was just me and her out of town since the whole thing started. Um, and, uh, I mean, I had some trepidation going down there cause I knew it was, and seriously, like the restaurant we went out to dinner on Thursday night, there were, you know, three or four parties in there, the three or four cars out in front of the restaurant were all out of state.
1: Yep. And, uh, th- that's where we're at at OBC right now too.
2: Yeah. And so it was a little bit nerve wracking, but anyway, my point being, we went down there and we're like, what are we going to do? Oh, we're going to do the same exact thing we do at home. You know what I mean? Play board games, hang out, have a couple drinks, have some dinner, and uh, but you know the important thing is that you're together and you know getting out of the house at least.
1: And speaking of that, like a lot of us enjoy that. I mean, your bachelor party was that for some yeah. of us. Sam yeah. went a little hard, but right, but that was almost <laughs> an accident too. It wasn't like he did yeah, it on purpose. Sure. It wasn't like well, let's go yeah. crazy. It was just it caught just, up on him and not eating yeah. and all this stuff. Right.
2: Yeah, we just needed lunch sooner yes but yeah no and i mean that's kind of my whole deal anyway it's just like you know like relax and let life come at you and oh,
0: it mean, was you great missed you,
1: that, you missed that. you on, missed that on saturday obviously but for obvious reasons not feeling good yeah. and so on and just it, it's not a big deal but it was like that too it's like let's just go swim we played a little cornhole we chatted for a while but it was like if anybody asked me you know in the future if i have kids and all that like, well how was your bachelor party like it was um, swimming <laughs> and we did have a keg
0: Yeah,
1: but uh, I drove home that night <laughs> so if yeah. that tells you anything Um, yeah that's how it was and they'll be like huh I'm like yeah because not everybody wants to wake up the next day with a hangover and
2: right I'm too old for that shit anyway we did drink
1: more than probably if we were obviously driving home that night we were staying yeah. at a place with your bachelor party yeah. but like it was it's low-key and that's how we always want it to be we just want low-key right. I mean, our wedding is going to hopefully wrap up by 8 or 8 30 and that's like yeah. something like what i go that's when taylor and i turn into pumpkins yep and that's end of story <laughs> we're we're old souls and and that's how yeah. we like it so um but yeah a lot of people have been able to take this opportunity to, to rest and, and relax and right. um even coming back people are like "There." we have basically had a wait list every day coming back to that patio but like it's it's not like people are rushing to come back to, to, to eat out, right. which has been beneficial to us because we've been able to like, just like at the end of the day, obviously I'm not going to give any sales figures. And we look at the end of the day. I'm like, wow, we actually didn't do too bad, but yeah. it feels like we didn't do anything at all because we're right. so used to rushes or like yeah. on a good night at Queen City Cinema Club. It's like, you're running around doing 18 things, right. you know, on a good night when you come back and open and to the public, you're likely going to go, oh, wow, that was easy.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, some of us were, were in a hurry to get back to OBC. Yes.
1: Yeah.
2: Since I, I was there, like, you know, right when you guys opened.
1: We went to women's <laughs> uh, like a week or two after they opened sitting on the patio. Um, yeah. It wasn't on purpose. We went to get to go and we're like, Hey, there's no one on the patio right now. Let's sit down. And we sat down yeah. and ate, ate dinner there. Yeah. Um,
2: but to your point, I think also, you know, as far as employees is concerned, uh, it's, like I am starting to look forward to bringing the theater back online you know we got we got some work to do, The electricians in there right now uh hooking up some some power. but uh like you
0: know you have that time off you kind of appreciate what you missed while you were gone it, it you you
1: also opening a new business, you still there. <laughs> You glitched for a second there. Yeah, I am. Okay. You're good. As did um, you.
0: There was a glitch uh, in the matrix.
1: It, you open it, you ha- owning your own business. You stepped into the realm of basically never having time off. Not that you don't yeah. take off, but it's like you have you and and you have boss to help you out. And now you have Tiffany's, you know, obviously part of your family yeah. now. So there's that aspect of it. But it's like you either are open or you can be close. You could close and say, I'm right. taking tonight off and just close. Right. But then you don't make any money. And so it's like for, for me in a sense, I took Saturday off for uh, our bachelor bachelor party whatever you want to call yeah. it. But I, I got paid because it was a vacation day, but like we were open OBC made money. There were people there to do yeah. the job. And it's yeah. like, if you don't, if boss can't work and you can't work, then you just close for the night. And it's like, right. so for you, you're almost forced to like after your first year of opening a business, they're like, the gods were like, Hey,
2: yeah, take if a couple s- months off. I mean, I'll be honest, I probably, I had it easier than most people that start their own business. You know, we have a we have a pretty unique uh, setup as far as uh, business modeling goes. I think once we come back, it's going to be a lot different, um, especially with like all the cleaning and everything mm-hmm. like that. We're putting in a full kitchen. Um, we're expanding. So we're at almost 4,000 square feet now. Um, so it it's, um, you know, I got to really buckle down. I was blessed. I'm not going to lie. Um, but, you know, I also thought about it 24 hours a day for the two years before we opened. I thought about it 24 hours a day for the two years that we were open before this hit. You know, I still think about 24 hours a day. Um, and I do a lot of work, you know, outside of yeah. just when we're open. And we're open 84 hours a week, you know, on our old schedule. We're going to be cutting that back now, obviously. But um, but um one thing you
1: will benefit from, and I, not not to interrupt you, but one thing you'll benefit from something that I realized that when I was going into opening, like we so said, we're like, Oh, we're opening July 1st. The whole week leading up to that, I was like stressed. Like when we opened in October of 18, when we opened yeah. OBC, like how are things going to run smoothly? Da, da, da. And then cause I knew what that looked like. Once we opened lines, right. to the door craziness. I was there till one o'clock midnight, one o'clock every night. And it was just insane working 70, 80 hour weeks. and, and and so on and so forth. So I just got really stressed in my body and my mind and everything because I'm like, that's gonna happen again. Right. And you it can't happen like that. Like it's not allowed to happen like that. Right. So For like sure. I was able to tell someone, no, you have to wait in the parking lot. So even when you open back up, you'll have a new setup with the food and all this crap. Yeah. But you'll also be able to control it. So knowing the masses yes. can't come and you right. can get things under control and figure out what times it's going to take for food to come out of the kitchen and yeah. and how to seat people and do all that stuff. So you'll have the ability that you say, I can't get overwhelmed
2: right. yeah. because
1: I'm not allowed to.
2: Right. And you know, I think we talked about it a little bit last time. Uh overwhelmed is not really the uh status quo there. It's <laughs> it's pretty tame, which is great. You know, I like it that way. Uh you can come in nice and relaxing, lots of space. You don't have to worry about a bunch of people elbow to elbow or anything like that. So I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see exactly how it does go. Like, um, I guess this is probably an innocuous amount uh, piece of information, but like I got my Google stats for the month. Like we had 7,000 people look us up last month and I've done nothing to advertise. We've been closed for what, four months now. I still had 7,000 people look us up online. So I think people are ready to get back out there a little bit. Um, I'm interested to see what happens once we open. But like you said, I think, you know, uh, it's definitely kind of a blessing in disguise Mm -hmm. that we Mm -hmm. can control the flow a little bit more with the regulations and everything.
1: And you also have the benefit of one of the things we talked about. We were allowed to open June 1st and we opened July 1st. So anybody who opened June 1st got all the rush of crowd for people wanting to get out then. And they're like, you have this people have called it like COVID fatigue of like being home yep. and being, you know, antsy to get out and stuff like that. But there's also COVID fatigue for those people who went to places that were open during this situation and right. now they're like, Okay, I did that then. Let's try the companies that are that are opening now. So like your benefit will be once you open, it's like well, I've gone downtown. I've gone to Portland Pie and Nocturnum and right. Blaze and all these places. Now Josh is open, so let's go to Queen City Cinema Club because he's now opening. Let's like right. I'm fatigued from all these other places. So one of the benefits right. you will get is maybe these seven thousand people are looking up, going, "When is he going to open?" You know, I mean?
2: right? I did, um, you know, calculate that into my calculations. Uh, <laughs> I was, you know, we we try we closed pretty early. It turned out that pretty much everybody closed pretty much the same day. Um, you know, so it, was a, it ended up being a matter of hours that we closed early opposed uh, to everybody else. And then once we were closed and I knew that we were going to be renovating, I was like, you know what, we're going to wait longer than everybody else. Make sure that everything is running the right way, which, you know, we still don't really know. You know, I was sitting next to somebody at the beach today that owns another business downtown. And she's like, they're going to shut us down. They're going to shut us down. Um, and, you know, it's. It's kind of nerve wracking in that regard. Um, but I'm biting my time. I have no interest in, you know, ordering all my food like we talked about that day I came up and saw you at OBC yeah. ordering all that inventory and then it turns out that we are shut down again. So So, so the moral of the story is I'm happy to do it.
1: Everybody out there just wear your friggin' mask. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> Co-signed.
1: But it, it, it's I'm excited. We're all excited. One of the benefits you get from OBC is obc and woodman's are closed two days a day two days a week so obc is closed monday tuesday and Woodman's is closed sunday monday so on mondays for example we may come up to you when you are open and be like hey josh we want to rent the place out yep. we're going to do a staff night and we can all yep. go there and do something so uh mondays tuesdays whatever day it is um, sure thing but it's pretty cool because you're going to be able to get that because we were open seven days a week before now yep. we're going to be i mean there's a possibility we'll go to six days at one point but like it's likely going to stay at six. I don't think we'll ever go over six again for either place, just because right. it's also nice to have that day that yeah, our sure staff is. can just hang together and be together and be friends and not just have yeah. to work all the time together. But
2: Yeah. Um, and yeah, same thing for us. Um, You know, I'm looking at actually being closed one or two days a week, Um, especially with such a small staff. Like mm-hmm. it's just being open seven days, especially given the parameters, what's going on. Um, but available for private bar stuff like that. But I'm kind of I'm kind of looking forward to like having this reset where we can change our hours, we can change our menu, we can change our pricing, we can change our vibe a little bit, and kind of like all the things I learned from the first two years, I can now stop, come back and apply. But it's all applied. And I don't have to actually like change these things on the fly and explain to my customers. They came in on Monday, and now on Wednesday, I've got a different policy. Now I just get to open and be like, "This is what it is now," you know. So, it, bad always thing. looking so, for the silver lining.
1: We're always looking. We're I mean, all of us are looking forward to going to see Queen City Cinema Club again. Um And I'm, I can't wait. Obviously, take your time, do your thing. Um, but we're <laughs> no all problem. excited. We're all excited. I think a lot of people. Every time I mention. You know, because I talk about my wedding or whatever, and Josh is in my wedding, and so we talk about the wedding, and someone's like, "Oh, Josh, from at Queen City." Oh, I missed that place. Yeah. So there is this vibe of people like wanting to get back out and do things for sure. Um, so you're you're gonna get a not a crowd of people, but you're gonna get yeah. some people to come back. Yeah. Um, and because you are a rental based system too, there is be you have a you can't do. <laughs> hey, someone has theater one. It's like you can't right. be like, oh, wait in line. It's right. You wait two hours, and when they leave, we'll clean it up, and you'll you'll get to go in yep. there again. So yep. that's pretty cool. We're looking forward to going as well. Yeah, um, I appreciate it. One of the questions. I mean, I don't like doing interview interview, but one of the questions I always had was, what got you into like watching, wanting movies? Like, what's with, like, what what's your, what do you look for in a movie? I should say more.
2: Um, I think probably the most important thing to me is that you come up with something, maybe not that nobody's ever thought of before, but just like, I don't know, like unique uniqueness. It's just like, it, like, I want you to show me something that I couldn't see in the real world. I want you to give me an idea, uh, espouse a philosophy, um, show me a camera angle. Um, it could be any type of form of just like, you know something novel and something that brings something that brings something into the world that didn't exist before so and that can like happen you know that's kind of why i like you know i tend to move towards science fiction superhero films uh horror stuff like that because it, that's right there on the surface but i also like like a lot of the kind of psychological stuff that's coming out um you know things like or even if you, you know, take convention and flip it on its head. So I'm a big French new wave guy. What they did was basically take all the, you know, things that had been ingrained in the movie industry for a hundred or, you know, 50 years in Mm -hmm. France, um, and turn it on its ear and just like go against all of that. And the same thing with like, you know, uh, Jordan Peele is really talented at that, um, with get out and us, um, Sorry to bother you. It was another one that you know come out that me and Tiff watched. We were just like it's like just completely unique and it makes you feel something, it makes you think. And I just want something like real that is unreal. Does that make sense?
1: It does make sense, but i i I think I'm on the same page as you as the idea that, that doesn't mean it has to be an original idea as a whole. Right. But like like I, I Taylor and I's favorite one of our favorite movies to watch together is Thor Ragnarok. And it was like I took a superhero movie and yep. kind of turned it around a little bit, made it more of a comedy and yep. and this, that, and the other thing. And like you had all these superhero movies that came out and then you had like a Deadpool who came out and was like, We're gonna take this to the next level and be right. raunchy, which you're expecting it to be more, you know, bubblegum pop, bubble pop kind of thing right. because the superheroes yep. are supposed to be comic book characters. Or a camera angle, like you said, I, I honestly think one of my favorite movies for camera angles in cinematography is uh, *Dawn of the Dead* the remake. Yeah. From the early two thousands, or yeah. was it yeah, early two
2: thousands? Ving Rhames and Mackay yes. Pfeiffer. Yeah.
1: Like, like in the keyholes, in like yeah. the different angles that they've done in that film, and it's like I don't think as an overall scope of a movie that movie's the best movie in the world, but something about the cinematography that goes into that movie that that aspect of. Camera angles, or colors, or or costumes, or whatever it may be, it just it, they they were able to bring that all together in a movie, and that's why I like, for example, Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead is the remake. Like I said, not what's his name's original one. Romero. Romero. Uh, yeah. But yeah. So you're saying like you want something, and it makes sense. Not well. Why don't you just direct remake a movie, kind of like what Disney's been doing with. <laughs> We're gonna remake this movie, but yet we're gonna right. do it with real people instead of right. animated. You yep. know,
2: it's live we make action, it but it the storyboard yes. is identical. Yeah, yep. Um, you know that. So I, you know, I go for I. Lo- I watch a lot of older stuff, a lot of Kubrick, uh, a lot of Kurosawa, um, and then you know, for the new stuff, I I tend to stay away from uh, big budget type of at Hollywood stuff. It just I I know. You know from a preview or even from just the plot <laughs> that I'm probably not going to enjoy it, you know, so I really try to search out like those you know unique kind of stories and um like you you were talking about like the cinematography is a big thing mm-hmm. like show me something that can be captured either in camera or in post production that I wouldn't ever even like be able to dream about you know um so i'm I'm a big fan of like the visual stuff too.
1: And I'm looking up something here right now. Sorry, I just not look. I'm paying attention, but I am. One thing I've loved having conversations with people about and talk about movies is the, uh, the like highest-grossing movies of all time, like Gone with the Wind. Sure. If you just for inflation, inflation is the highest-grossing movie of all time. Right. But it's an original, and then one of those things I want to say is it's an original movie, right. like the original, the, the you know back in the day, so you know, your highest grossing films of all time, not adjusted adjusted for inflation. is end game. So Avengers end game. Yep. But when I go through these movies and that was like, which one of these are original ideas or a original production, maybe it's a book or something else where they made into right. a movie, yep. you know, end game is technically or still a sequel, but it's also like the 27th film or whatever in a right. series of films, you have avatar. So avatar was an original idea. Yep. Um, that well, made I don't two, know if
0: it
1: was... <laughs> you know what I mean.
2: Yeah, Fern Gully.
1: 2.8 $2. million uh, dollars. 2.8 $2. Yeah. billion dollars, I should say. Titanic, again, a movie that was... A, a, the idea behind it was based on a story, but it's like it wasn't a sequel to another movie or a spin-off or anything like that. Right. You know, remake. the fourth movie is Star Wars Force Awakens and it's Infinity War and Jurassic World and The Lion King, the remake. Oh, really? Uh, the Avengers... Furious 7, Frozen 2, Ultron, Age of Ultron, Black Panther, which I include in that idea that it's not a sequel, but it's right. a like, the reason why people went to see it is because there's other movies that came before it. Right. Um, Harry Potter number 9, or whatever it is, and Star Wars The Last Jedi, Fallen Kingdom from Jurassic World, Frozen, again, number 16 on the list is Frozen. Again, original-ish idea right. that it, out of the top movies, there's only two or three that are original ideas. The rest of them are all, they they piggybacked off of other movies that have come out that they can say, okay, you saw that movie. You're going to want to come see this movie.
0: Right.
1: Which I'm not against, because obviously I'm a huge Marvel fan and a big MCU fan. So to me, it's like the reason why people continue to watch those movies, because there was 27 of them so far, like they're not stopping. It's going further. Um, But in the other sense is I feel like those people who create these movies, including frozen, for example, you should get a lot more credit for making a movie. That that many people wanted to go see that was not a remake of another movie or right. a sequel or a playoff of another movie. And so For like sure. whenever I see those movies out, they'll be like, oh frozen. But I'm like, they made a kid's they're smart. When I when you say you're young, 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 young kids, obviously you have old uh, not older kids, they're teenagers, but like yeah. if your kids were young, like five right. or six years old. I do have a six you, year old daughter. Oh yeah, but yeah, okay, yeah. so yeah. So but
2: And she loves and, Frozen.
1: Yeah, so if you and Tiffany <laughs> and your six-year-old are going to go see that. That's three movie tickets.
0: Right. If
1: you have a, a movie for teenagers or a, a older, you know what I mean, and one teenager or two teenagers or, or even yourself, you're going like, oh, I'll go see that movie. You might go see it by yourself. So right. one of the reasons why something like a kid's movie, like Frozen, makes so much money, though, is because it's like families go see it.
2: Yes. And children love to watch the same things over and over and over and over again. Yep, for but, sure. But I'm
1: not opposed to, if you're talking about a personal level, you making a book or a comic book or a poem into a movie because there is – but making it your own adaptation to that because, I mean, all of us are – the movie was better than the book. The book was better than the movie. That kind of thing is kind of cool conversation. Um, But the original ideas are the ones that always go and make me go, oh, that's an interesting thing to see and again that to me was frozen when i went to see frozen for the first time you know i didn't go to the theaters to see it when i saw it at home yeah it was interesting to me because it's like i have no idea what this is about i have no idea where they're gonna go with this i have no idea what the the jokes are gonna be or the songs are gonna be or whatever's gonna happen i have no idea but if i've read a book (laughs) and i watch the movie i'm like i at least know what's gonna happen at the end right and very rarely do they not kill someone who dies in the book or right. you know so on so you you know what's going to happen and depending on how they ada- a, a, the adaptation was um but there's always this the new movie with the new thing is always going to get my goat more than a remake or a for sure. um, adaptation i should say
2: yeah that's an interesting uh, kind of dichotomy in you know film history academia. Is that balance between um, commercialism and uh, I don't know? I can't really come up with the right word. You know, just like the novelty of like, or uh, commercialism versus art artistic, you know, artistic quality. Um, and also, when you're talking about the studio system uh, versus an independent filmmaker, when you're talking about what it takes. To create a film with all of those people working together, um, you know, in the division of labor to produce something versus, you know, maybe your auteur kind of theory where the director is kind of leading the, you know, leading the charge. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you have producers, you have, you know, film executives, all this other stuff. And it's it's like a really interesting interplay about how films get made and whether they can even be subversive at all you know um you gotta work pretty hard to make sure your film is actually subversive because even the ones that aim to be usually end up reinforcing kind of the commercial aspect of the movie industry
1: and and it is a business like it's the same thing with your business like you you have to go and do something you know when we make a beer you know we didn't just make gratitude to have fun with this beer the idea is that you give it to a friend or that one was, which is a yeah. playoff of the hostess fruit pie right. and so you don't just do things for your own personal gratification but there are people who do that they're independent film people who do that there's sure. definitely i mean we've seen i don't know if you've watched any like the toys that made us and all yeah. that stuff on netflix yeah. and um there's definitely times where people make things to sell things it has nothing yeah. to do with the quality of the film yeah. or the the the, the actor or the actor the uh the character in the film makes any sense it, it right. you know there's times where there's been the film has been or our tv show has been based off of a comic book and they add other vehicles or villains or you know heroes to be like oh we need a female version of this to sell to the girls that are gonna buy the toy and we need oh we there's boys out there who like motorcycles more than cars so we gotta make a motorcycle version of this and right. and it's it, it's a business so sometimes some people make some off the wall stuff. I mean, I can think of Kevin Smith as one of them who makes some things about a guy who wants to be, or turns a guy into a walrus and, and the idea that that's something that he just thought about on his podcast and made it, but it wasn't for him to make a billion dollars off of it. It was like, right. I want to make movies that I like making. There are people out there who want to watch this shit, but I'm not there to sell a walrus action figure or whatever it may be i would
2: actually i would buy i would tusk, buy it yeah it's the act, tusk action figure it?
1: it's justin yeah. um what's his name justin um crap. he's in the used to be in the apple commercials yeah justin long justin long he's the yeah. walrus guy in that yeah. in that movie yeah. Spoiler spoiler uh, tusk yeah. <laughs> Tusk. if anybody wants to watch a really yeah. fucked up movie watch yeah, yeah. tusk but right. the the idea that even clerks Think about Clerks, for example. That's a movie maker's. Like if you ever watched the hi like, ever listened to anybody who wants to listen to the, the history of how clerks got made, I mean he just wanted to make a movie. It had nothing to do with making money. Right. It was like, let's make a movie because I can make a movie, and then he turned into Kevin Smith, who Kevin Smith is now, who's right. one of my favorite people in Hollywood. I he yep. is he's funny, he's he's ballsy, he's he takes risks, he does whatever yep. he wants to do.
2: You know, interesting little trivia fact for you. Clerks was the first movie. Where the soundtrack rights cost more than the filmmaking. So it, I, it cost more to pay for the rights for the songs than it did to actually shoot the entire them. film. Yeah.
1: And the Great. film, I forget, is there a special somewhere I saw on Kevin Smith on The Clerks recently? There was a documentary of some sort or something, yeah. a special on it. And it was about how Kevin Smith actually was working days in that quick stop
0: yeah and then he
1: convinced the owner he convinced the owner to close at night and he shot those films at night and that's why the um the sign was put out front was so that you wouldn't know it was uh, nighttime when they were filming it was supposed to be daytime so they had that we are you know yes we are open um thing It's because they were only able to film like 11 p.m to 5 a.m and he was able to shoot it that way. And it's like he yeah. sold his comic book collection to buy his camera equipment and all that crap. And it's like, those are the cool things about films, in my opinion. Right. But then there's also the thing that like people took risks on bigger scales. Like Disney or Marvel took risks on Iron Man. Like they they a yeah. the character that no one really cared about. The,
2: yeah, that know, was that a huge risk something. at the time. Yeah. It's, it's easy to forget exactly, you know. Nobody cared about comic book movies at all at that point. And nobody definitely nobody well i I like that I was a big Iron Man fan, so I was excited detail, for but yeah. it, but it was a pretty small segment of the population and Now look at where we're at I mean, you know, as far as like maybe even stores in the Bangor Mall before you know yep. <laughs> the last couple of months, there was like five stores left, and all they were selling was like Funko pops and comic book gear, you know, and uh I mean, look so behind just me. yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Honestly, you, you have you're to admit
1: But you have to admit that like in a sense if you talk about movies, do you think Funko would be where they are if it wasn't oh, for no. like those 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 movies that originally came out with Iron Man and all these other movies that came out? Probably not, because they spun off a whole thing that pop culture and comic books and these superheroes and villains are not you're not an outcast because of right. this. Right. And they made it more pop culture, more in the know and yeah. so that these this character this company is is now where it is because of i mean it's the beanie baby of the 2000 2010 to 2020 it's it's yeah. where it is i'm not in it for the money i'm on it right. in it because they're cute and they're they're badass like they're like to the point where it's like it doesn't really look like the character but they were able to make a square head with big eyes look like yeah. a character i mean yeah. that doesn't look like stan lee at all right but it does <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean right. like from a distance, any of us who know Stanley, you're gonna oh, that's Stanley. But Stanley didn't have right. a head the size of a balloon. Right. It's not.
0: Yeah.
1: Or Deadpool here.
0: Right. But like yeah, I've got, gri-
2: i got a bunch of them myself. You know, I would. I was never. You know, you asked me 15 years ago. You go, how many bobbleheads do you think you're, you'll have when you're 42? I definitely wouldn't say a hundred. No. I would have zero bobbleheads, and that now now look at me.
1: it's 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 funny too because i mean our friend will um will and jay who run the bangor uh comic and toy con will is the kind of guy who keeps them in the box and has them in protectors and all that stuff and i do have one that's still in the box and that's the the child the baby yoda one um that i just it's in a spot where it doesn't need to be out of the box so i'm like why take it out of the box but the rest of them to me i mean i have some in a display case even and they're they're just in a display cases, I don't want people to touch them because then yeah. they fall over and they'll break or whatever. Yeah. But I don't care how much they're worth. I bought them for the five or six dollars at a time or ten bucks or fifteen because right. they were cheap to buy. I mean to buy something like uh, I don't know if you can see Black Panther back there. Yeah. But to buy Black Panther, that's like a twenty or thirty dollar item yeah. or more. Yeah. But to buy um a Funko Pop, it's eight or nine bucks. If I want to decorate my room with comic book characters, uh, Funko pops the way to go because they're cheap. Um, But again, to go back on the movie idea that I feel like, I feel like the movie industry funds other industries, like the the, the action figure industry and the, and the statue industry and, and all that stuff. So it's like, you know, yes, original ideas are fun and you like that. And I like that and that, but in the same sense, if you want to be a movie maker and you want to make millions of dollars, find something that needs to be remade Right. Or find something that has something you can sell along with it. Um, sure. to... I mean,
2: back, back in the 80s, uh, it did work kind of the other way where they would come out with toys and then make a movie to sell the toy. You know, G.I. Joe, Transformers, Transformers etc. Yeah. Et um, so, you know, it's a very symbiotic relationship there.
1: And there's a couple of them out there. Actually, the only one I can think of, if you want to relate comic books, that are independent comic book companies. That made mm-hmm. independent film. Teenage yeah. Mutant Ninja Turtles was the independent comic book company that made independent film in um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is, like, it cost a couple million dollars to make the movie or whatever it was, but it was, like, made way more than anybody expected to do. I honestly think is one of the best comic book adaptations, like, out there. Like, obviously not direct adaptations, but, like, the idea that it's based on a comic book, like, I, I will always watch those movies, like. Yeah. Inter- the 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 they need to remake it. And we actually I don't know if you watched um Will and Jay's with uh podcast or like stream with uh Kevin Eastman and Ben Bishop yeah. and um what's his face? Uh Troy Little. Yeah. But um the idea that Kevin was like they want he wants them to make a Daredevil Punisher esque Netflix movie or uh series with Ninja Turtles dark gritty like the first i mean if you if you read yeah. you know tmnt1 right. it's not like no <laughs> cowabunga. Yeah, cowabunga it's very Pizza dark dude. yeah yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah for and sure so if they could make a dark gritty version of it but use yeah. the freaking suits
0: right. no
1: one gives a shit about the cgi turtles yeah we want oh they can't do back they're not supposed to they're turtles <laughs> right. like just let them be
2: yeah. right yeah we watched uh the dark Knight the other night um it just happened to come on you know streaming or whatever and um I was reminded of how much of that was practical effects that Chris Nolan did um you know, like they flipped that truck in the middle of the street, you know mm-hmm. they built all those vehicles and had a stunt man trying to drive these vehicles that don't make any sense, you know like the motorcycle with the yep. four foot wide tires you know um but how much better did that film look than and you know i love marvel some of the stuff that i've seen recently is cgi really you know it's probably the best cgi you know but it still bothers me a little bit always practical effect like the, i guess to go back to our original question if you can make me see things that i never thought i could see and it's real like you know take my money
1: well, what are, what are movies made for? Movies are made to entertain you, but they're also made you to put you, like the, the, the idea that when I watched Paranormal Activity number one, mm. up until that stupid last scene, to my, in my opinion, you sat and I could leave the theater and go, Wait, was that real? Right. Is that really film? Is that a real, like at the end of this, was I going to see a thing? This is not fake. This is not film. Right. This is an actual or real movie or actual real film film. I would have believed that because of how well that movie was made to the point where again, at the end where it jumped at the camera, spoiler, <laughs> alert, if you haven't seen Paranormal Activity by now, I think I can say spoiler. No spoiler needed. But the idea that that the whole thing seemed freaking real. Same thing with like a Blair Witch project or something like that. It yeah. seems real. Movies are supposed to make us feel lost in this 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 fake quote unquote place. And if you make it look fake, then I'm going to lose my mind being entrenched in this space. Um, If you make it look real, you know, then I'm going to do that. And so there's some special effects that look better when you do them in real life. You do a ninja turtle suit. An actual turtle suit looks more like a turtle than a CGI turtle does. Um, Am I going to believe that a turtle could do a bunch of backflips with a shell on the back of him? probably not if you did it in CGI you wouldn't be, you'd be able to do that in, in real life you wouldn't be able to do that so there's like this this borderline like you're supposed to make the people at home feel like this is real but also do the best and and obviously again back to the idea that this is a money-making industry this is not right. a non-profit I mean a non-profit industry would probably do something like that yeah. but in an industry we're like okay no no you can't spend a million extra dollars on suits. For right. these actors, we need to spend, you know, twenty extra hours in this special effects booth right. to do this. Then we're going to do that because it's going to cost us way less money. Yeah. So there is that aspect of it. But if you look back on it, some of the best movies I'll ever think about are your Back to the Future's and your Star Wars, and Indiana yep. Jones, and Ghostbusters. And I'll right. always say those are some of my favorite movies because they look cheesy, but it's like they at least tried without special effects. Like, right. yeah, or some they did only did some special yeah. effects.
2: Yeah
0: for sure
2: yeah and um you know I, I guess another point that i would make as far as to your original question is uh feelings mm-hmm. so i i want to have something i don't care like i watch some pretty <laughs> some pretty rough stuff like some pretty weird stuff you know but because it makes me it makes me like emotionally react you know so i'm a big john waters fan um and his whole shtick is to kind of repulse you. Um, you know, there's no special effects in that. He's just doing screwed up stuff to like really kind of, you know, make your brain question if, I mean, he's doing, he's doing things that are like in camera and you're still asking if it's real because you're like, this is disgusting, you know. someone so really like, just die on the screen. <laughs> right. So, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, also kind of uh, I, I would rather watch something that has a five hundred thousand dollar budget you know but makes me go whoa what did i just watch and something that cost 40 million dollars and i'm like yeah that was just you know 600 hours of dudes sitting behind computers you know
1: and 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 that's the benefit we get there are some amazing things out there that but again go back jurassic park right jurassic park one those dinosaurs looked real right And part of it's because they were actually a mixture between CGI computer stuff, but also suits and heads. of. um, I was scared. I was freaking stupid as a kid. Yeah. That a dinosaur was actually going to be remade and and come and get me as a kid. That was one of the few movies as a child that I was actually frightened by.
2: And I would say a good test of that is, does it hold up now? And if you go back and watch it, it really does hold up. Like you're not looking at it you're like, oh my god, this is the worst special effects ever. Like, like it's still school, uh,
1: Yeah. Power Rangers shows. Right. The, the old school yeah. pa- I, as the Power Rangers went from like where it was to like at the end, it was like you'd see like stuffing coming out of the side of the costume. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jurassic Park it doesn't it does hold
0: up. Right. Yeah, for sure.
1: So I mean, do you watch mostly movies or are you guys like watching T V shows lately or what do you guys uh, watch?
2: We've been watching, I don't know, kind of a mix. We we have very different schedules, too, so that makes it tough. Because yeah. I'm always like, all right, things that we really want to see. Like, we picked up at Astra on Blu-ray the other day. I mean, three weeks ago. Still haven't watched it because she gets up early I go to bed late. Um, but uh, I would say kind of a mix. Um, the, the one that we're really into right now is The Great. So Hulu original about uh Catherine the Great and mm-hmm. the Russian Empire you know mid nineteenth century and it's just it's hilarious and it's weird and it's just like you know a little raunchy it's got it's got everything you want you know um, it,
1: it, it's funny how you say that because like' it's a show I haven't heard yet you, literally you speaking these words are the first time I've heard of this, and yeah. I own and I own subscriptions to Hulu and Netflix and yeah. all those things and there's a mixture between stuff like Taylor and I, I think are going to do for our married into this podcast. We're going to rewatch all of the office and we're going to yeah. do an episode on each season. So yeah. instead of we, we originally talked about doing our five best episodes or whatever, but we, I think we're going to watch the whole season, pick our couple episodes. We love that season and then go to the next season and do this, you know, same yeah. thing over again. But that's mainly because I'm listening to the podcast, um, an oral history of the office with uh, Brian oh, yeah. uh, Baumgartner. And yep. she's, she listens to The Office ladies, and and so yep. we, just, we were really into that. But like listening to them talk about how hard it was to get The Office made, which if you yep. think back on it now, is such an iconic and, and, and historical show for, for TV. And then right. you think of a thing like The Great, which is like, yep. I wonder how hard it was for them to get that show approved and made. <laughs> well,
2: like- I mean, I, I'd really be interested to learn more about how these streaming services are producing these things. Because, I mean, you you go to Netflix or Hulu now, every show that pops up on the screen is an original. Mm. And they're just churning them out, man. But a lot of it is pretty high quality, you know? Like, they're yeah. good shows, you know? Um, there's some things I've seen that I wasn't, like, super into, but maybe that was just personal taste. But, like, how I don't know how they're managing this, but it's, it's pretty crazy. So I, I don't think it's... Maybe it's hard for me to write a... You know, treatment and get put on one of these. Once you're in and the show is being made, I feel like they've they've got some type of system going on that they've figured it out and how to mass produce this stuff.
1: And I bet if you're in it, if you have a, if you've ever hit a home run, like at this point, John Favreau can probably do whatever the hell he wants for right. any company right. ever, ever in history. I mean, yeah. my theory is, you know, what's what's her name, Catherine Kennedy is leaving supposedly leaving star wars and yep. she's been there basically since the beginning that's who i would tab to replace her. oh yeah it's him or kevin feige at marvel because they're all under right. the same brother and all that stuff but yep. my thought was like that some of the person you might not see it ahead of time but there may be someone on that 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 show you watch that's kind of off the wall or whatever yeah. on on hulu that might be oh that person has also been on you know lost and right. you know yeah. Game of Thrones and all these shows that are super fricking successful. And you go, that might be why they were just like, yeah, green light it. Don't worry about right. it. We're going to yeah, be, we're going to make some sure. money off of it or whatever. But in the other sense of it is on streaming services, I've had Netflix. I can't even remember when I didn't have Netflix, if that makes sense. I was a Netflix DVD subscriber. So like yeah. I've had Netflix for years. So they've made, you know, from seven ninety nine a month to whatever it is now, fifteen ninety nine dollars a month, whatever it is. A month on me i they didn't yeah. have to make me go see a movie in the theaters right i just they got that money from me every month for years and then yeah. you have it and so and so else has it and so so to me it's like they could just make whatever the hell they want yeah because as long as someone is continuing to subscribe to it they're gonna get that money in the back door that right they don't have to convince you to go to the theater to see it
2: right and just- you kind of see what the other side of that looks like with the dc streaming service where they shot the first, whatever, six or eight episodes of Swamp Thing, canceled it before they even released the second episode because they didn't have enough subscribers to say, okay, we're going to do a second seat. You know what I mean? So like you can kind of see how it works both ways.
1: And, and companies like Hulu, who's obviously backed by Disney now too because right. they own a majority share or whatever of that. And then Disney Plus is backed by a billion-dollar company like Disney. And Amazon Prime, who doesn't need to hundred percent make money on their streaming services. As long as, <laughs> as long as people are buying things on amazon.com, they're going to be able to right. afford it. And your Netflix, which is like the name, like if someone, right. it's almost, I feel like in the future it's going to be like, oh, are you Netflixing that? Like that's the terminology, like Kleenex or Googling or whatever, right. that Netflix started all that. Right. And uh, one of the stats that I found out on that podcast, the office podcast was supposed to do is office in 2019 was streamed fifty two billion minutes. Billion,
2: <laughs> what? Fifty-two billion
1: minutes that of The insane. Office is streamed in that I mean, I do know people online.
2: that will literally like binge the entire show and then like not even watching anything else and just go back to the beginning and binge it again.
1: It's insane. I can't imagine <laughs> like you know, shows like Breaking Bad, which was on AMC, but didn't really take off until it got put on Netflix. In right. the future ensuing seasons, it was one of the like critically acclaimed shows on TV, and and so on. So it's like I understand how some of these shows get made but there's some that i'm like there's so many out there and yeah. we're we're watching dexter right now which what nice. did that end in like 2013 or 14 right. or whatever it was
2: i just I finished had never, breaking bad uh maybe yeah. four or five months ago well probably longer than uh, six months ago i just finished sons of anarchy a couple months ago um so people are you know, creating I just finished new content,
1: right they're creating new content yeah. but yet I'm as a person who pays monthly for that service is still watching old shit. I'm watching right. Dexter from years ago and I'm paying for Netflix. Yeah. So Tiffany I am not watching, one of those ones watching the new service, new, right. new, new, new originals or
0: whatever. I,
2: yeah. I'm not really either. Uh, Tiff was watching Nip Talk for a while. I I've been on a shark tank kick. <laughs> like I'm yeah, watching I, like shark tank, like just like nonstop. If I had um, the money, I'd,
1: I, I'd, I I'd, I'd, I'd invest in that. If I had the money. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I just it's, I find it really interesting. But it's weird. You're so not right. really, you're not really watching anything new right now.
1: No, I mean I feel like we watched um, we watched a new thing if they come out, but then a lot of the things nowadays like like The Office. I was just I was listening to this podcast and they got picked up for six episodes. They were on NBC, so that's unheard of because NBC is twenty two episode seasons and so on. So right. their first season was six episodes, but that's common six to twelve to thirteen. Yep. on netflix you don't yeah. have 22 episode seasons on netflix so yep. for me it's like we watched space force that was like yep. eight or nine episodes or 10 episodes, whatever it was so like yep. we're over it's done move on it's the next thing yep. so we do watch it but we were able to watch if we watch two episodes a night a half an hour episodes it's five days and you're done with that 10 episode right. season
2: yep. same with so um uh, mandalorian i think the great which i cool. mentioned where it was pretty short but the uh,
1: Mandalorian, they were able to do it because they did it every Friday. So it's like we were right. forced to watch it on Friday, which is, right. I mean, that's what Disney's been doing is doing the release every Friday, and so that forces us to wait a week. But like for us, it's it's uh, right now. I'm back to work, so obviously for three months I was not back to work. But right. at night, but now it's Sunday night, Monday night, and Tuesday night. We're home one night. Like tonight, we're probably gonna watch something on this, but it's gonna be likely gonna be Dexter tonight because we're still watching that. But yeah, so we're not watching anything new. Um, I don't know the last time I ever watched something on NBC, CBS, oh yeah, you know, Fox, or any of those. Things. I mean,
2: I have Hulu Live, I have, and I still I have, don't watch those things because I use YouTube I Live I and some, I don't. Why would I watch something with commercials?
1: <laughs> and so I, I was, I was even watching. I'm a big Walking Dead fan, so I was even watching the latest Walking Dead episodes. But I watch it like I have Mondays off now, and then I don't go to work until noon on Wednesday. Or sorry. I'm, yeah, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So I'll like watch a couple episodes in the morning, or whatever. So I'll watch it afterwards. Like if it was aired on Sunday night, I'm probably watching it on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. Right. Um, but I don't know. Like we watch some, I watch some sports live. Like I watch basketball live yeah. on, on YouTube TV. And yeah. if like I end up doing an interview for what we see on the news, I'll watch that live or something. But there's right. like, it's, it's very rare. And You're talking about watching something new. I'm reading The Walking Dead over again. So like yeah. I'm on like comic fifty two out of yeah. 193. And so when I started doing on uh, Netflix, watching the show again, like I wonder yeah. how it matches up again. And so it's kind of funny how it's like I'm watching the uh, the Walking Dead, nothing new on Netflix, right. Hulu, any of these things. Not watching yeah. anything new. It's gonna have to do. I don't know. Thinking back on it, I watched The Office from episode one basically. I think I watched The Office episode maybe two or three. Sure. On on TV weekly yeah. every year up until the last episode in season nine. The Walking Dead, I probably started at season three. Yeah. So the first two episodes or seasons I had to watch online. Yeah. Breaking Bad, I watched all online. Didn't watch any of that yeah. original. You know, well, let
2: me ask you this now. What do you think about the. Like, what are you giving up? So, like, I obviously, you know, I was born in the 70s, raised in the 80s you know, coming of age in the 90s. So almost everything I ever watched for my life was I had to tune in at a certain time on a certain day. And what was important to me, uh, looking back on it, which I hadn't known previously until basically I had, you know, uh, I watched, I rewatched Lost, right? But when I rewatched it, it was a binge. When I watched the original time, I had to wait every week and think about that mystery For the entire week, you know, and now there's none of that. Like now, I I'm not I don't even have commercial breaks to break up the drama, you know. So I wonder, you know, what that does to our brains. As far as you know, we're we're kind of missing out on that. um, I think so too. I was
1: I mentioned I've mentioned it many times. Where I'm like watching Dexter, for example. And it ends, and I'm like, can you imagine if we were watching this live on TV and we had to wait till next week to find out what right. the hell happens? Like, yep. no, we're like, yeah, we can watch one, before, yeah. one more movie. Or if you were, we go watching, to bed.
2: you were watching Game of Thrones and you had to wait an entire season because you were watching it live, you know, versus I got to, you know, read all the books and I pretty much just binged the entire thing until the last season. I watched, you know, the last, maybe the last two seasons live. Like, can you so imagine, if- like, Red Wedding happens and then you have to wait an entire. Off season, you
1: know, I think the uh, so minus the new Disney Plus shows with Mandalorian and some of the other like offbeat kind of shows I watch with like the um, what's his face from Jurassic Park? Um, Goldblum, Goldblum, <laughs> his show. Yeah. Um, but minus those shows that are new on streaming services that are weekly. Um, the last show, I can't even remember the last show I watched live on TV. Would probably have been crap I don't even know um, oh Silicon Valley
0: oh really yeah
1: So yeah, Silicon want, Valley actually, was a weekly the, episode it's on HBO that and, it's, season of that. Yeah. and so like when you're watching it, you're like oh shit his company's not gonna what? oh my god we have to wait till next week and it's like yeah. so there is this aspect of there's that cliffhanger that makes you go I've got to watch it next week right. but in the same sense I probably have like, like for example for The Walking Dead I probably went five or six weeks without watching it if I got busy and then just caught up in one day or two. So right. the, the way of, if it was like watch it live and never be able to watch it again for another two years, I'd probably yeah. sit down and watch it live. Yeah. But if it's watch it live or my DVR YouTube service, Hulu service, whatever it is, is going to record it for you. Then it doesn't matter to me at that point. And it's yeah. like, at that point I still can fast forward through commercials or if there is commercials, I'll get up and get a, a beer or a drink or right. food or whatever in this particular leak or whatever right. during those commercials. But yeah, I mean, I feel like we've trained our minds to, to binge, but then the, the other idea side of it is why not just make a movie if you're going to binge it? I don't right. care if it's a seven hour movie, just make a movie. Right. And, and so I don't know. I feel like we're, there's shows that you can definitely say that you're, you're missing out on the anticipation of the next episode. Yeah. But on the other side of it, there's some that are just like, you know, some of these documentary series. If you say that, right. it, it's just, it's just, they split it up that way to make it easier to catalog and to watch sure. it. And yeah. So a 10 episode season, binge. Like that's, yeah. I would say if you're making a 10 episode season, release them all at the same time. Sure. If you're making a 22 episodes season, I could see maybe releasing them an episode at a time to spread it out yeah. and make an it or the opposite. If you're making like a five or six episode season, right? You, you know, you're, you're ten to fifteen episodes. I feel like that's a perfect binge size. Yeah. But sub eight, yeah. six ish, you need to so, release them weekly. Right. And then, like
2: Stranger Things did it, eight what eight, eight episodes last yeah. season, and released all on the same day. And uh, Will was gonna actually come in and binge the entire eight episodes at the theater, you know. Um, which would be awesome. You know what I mean? Like there are benefits to it, definitely. But I just, I look at my kids sometimes and I'm like, you have no idea what it's like to, one, have to wait until next week. Two, have to wait until next fall. Three, have to run to the bathroom and grab your drink and your popcorn or whatever else during the commercial break. Like you do not know the struggle.
1: (laughs) Or your show is on at eight o'clock on a Monday night and you're like, shit, it's 8.30. And you're not- Able I missed it and I will it. never,
2: never see it again. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's it until yep. it ever comes out on a box set DVD right. or movie, you're yep. never gonna see this movie again. Even if it's a show, I forgot to DVR. I can go online and illegally get it. Like it's right. possible to get these movies and TV shows now without having to do this. It sure. is one of those things in that, but, the, but growing up and you just things like, Oh, no one's ever going to have to know the idea of using a pay phone or, right. or like, you know, using a pager and having to call someone back. <laughs> and all. So there is that difference that obviously yeah. your kids are, and you have your, you have a couple of teenagers and yeah, and your six year old. I mean, if I have a kid the next couple of years, infant, they're going to have a completely different idea of what's going on. And, sure. and so we were at a time, the first time ever where trolls For an example, the movie was the first blockbuster film to be released direct to your house. Yep. Direct to the home used to mean shitty movie, right? Right. Yeah. You used to find, oh, it's direct to your home, direct to DVD, it's a shitty movie. Low budget. They knew it wasn't going to make any money in the theaters. Here you go. Now it's like, no, this is a multi million dollar film that we can't afford to not release. So we're going to put it out online and you can buy it and so on. And it did well. Same thing with comedians. Comedians used to be like HBO or Cinemax or, or right. you know, Showtime. Now it's like, no no no, Hannibal Verse just put one out. It's two dollars and ninety nine cents to rent it or whatever on YouTube and people are doing that. So it's like things change over time. It depending on how you write the film or the show, I think. Yeah. As to how, you know, you don't need to put cliffhangers in shows if it's a bingeable show, if that makes right. any sense. You're yeah, just yeah. gonna watch the next episode anyway. Yeah. If you're a weekly show, then you need to put cliffhangers in there because you need right. to tell them you need to come back a week from now and watch their show. That's I. It's, it's the writing yeah. that changes things, not the right,
2: not the format. Yes,
1: yeah. I think there are definitely shows out there shows that would never have worked. You know, you're Lost. I don't. I mean, binging it's fun, but I feel like Lost was that. Oh, you need to have a week of anticipation to figure out what the hell is going to yeah. happen. Um, Game of Thrones, I don't think would have worked as a binge. Of, like it, it's great to binge, but I think right, Game yeah. of Thrones also built up that ante- anticipation of yep. the next show. And you know, Your Walking yep. Dead is exact same thing. But there are shows like Stranger Things, for an example, I think is a bingeable show. Yeah, I mean, Silicon Valley technically probably could have been a bingeable show. Yeah.
2: Um, I binged the first however many seasons of that. That show's awesome, by the way.
1: But I think there's a mixture of both, and I think now with Disney Plus taking it out and being like, "Hey, we're just going to do it weekly." Mandalorian yep. comes out every Friday. You know, yeah. it doesn't come out Friday at eight o'clock at night. You have to watch it at that time, but it comes right. out first thing Friday morning. Watch it whenever you want over the weekend, yeah. and then you wait till next week to watch it again. Are that they doing works. the
2: same for the Marvel shows? I think so, yeah. They're going to be weekly releases like Scarlet Witch and all that.
1: I think so too. At I, 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 I them, they'll be able to get, if you do it weekly and it's a six or eight episode show, you're going to get two months of subscriptions. Right. You know what I mean? If you do it once, someone's going to subscribe for a month, pay your 15 or whatever it is, dollars, right. and then watch all of it, and then unsubscribe. Yeah. But And they'll also space out that the, they're not going to do, like, these six episodes. These six shows come out at the same time. It's going to be like, when right. that one ends, the next one right. starts kind of thing. Yeah.
2: It's interesting. Like, you brought up Trolls. Like it's going to be interesting to see which way the industry goes. Um, you know, I am a little bit immune because of my model, you know, where... I'm actually encouraging you to come in and watch old movies on a big screen, you know. Um, But it'll be interesting to see what happens with the studio system and with the theater system when you got people at home and maybe not necessarily, like, they're starting to realize, oh, it's pretty sweet to just kind of, like, sit here. Oh, Trolls did really, really well on direct-to-video, you know, and, you know, I I had heard rumors that they were talking about releasing Black Widow. as a stream um, there's I'm two
1: disney movies that are like not no not like not like lion king whatever there's two disney right. movies that were like kind of like b disney movies mean, they are being released directly to disney plus
2: yep as yep. well i forget uh, the name of them but they're so you know i i think you definitely i'm i'm old school as you could tell from me talking about you know you kids with your streaming and get off my lawn and all that so i think you know for me um i think there's big problems with the studio system i think there's big problems with movie theaters in general um but at you know so i think you're losing something that kind of but you know that's tradition that's you know that feeling of going to the movies it's something that's been ingrained in us it's not necessarily natural um so you know to me i have like a little bit of trepidation about something that when it becomes we're just sitting here on our you know 46 inch tv like you definitely lose something you know Um, and
1: in the aspect of we're all living in this world of a bingeable um, streaming, hey, I need to get ice cream. Inst- I paused instant the movie. And, well, But I'm just thinking more along the lines of pausing the movie to go to the bathroom or get some ice cream or right. get some more popcorn. Right. They're, we're used to that now, to right. be able to do that. So if I'm going to be like, right. hey, I'm going to go see you know, the second Jurassic, a new Jurassic Park movie, Jurassic Fallen Kingdom, whatever. We've seen one. Yeah. We want to see two. Three is coming out let's go to queen city cinema club because i can go there i can adjust the volume i can pause the movie i can go get all that stuff whereas like if you go to a theater the number of times where i'm like no no no, i don't need anything to drink right now right. no because i'm gonna have to pee in the middle right. of this movie and i i, I gotta I, but like oh no i'll get a beer to start off i'll come early and have dinner and some beer and then go into the theater and watch the movie because i know that you know 65 minutes and i can pause it and go, right. go to the bathroom and come back out like, for sure there's definitely that aspect of we're so used to watching things at home. I mean, I have a, you know, 65 inch TV, so it's not small. I have a small room. We can make it more comfortable and some of that so I can get by, but there may be times where, you know, Taylor and I are both like, we're going to watch this, that, and the other thing. Well, let's go watch the the movie at Queen City because bigger screen, comfy chairs, beer on tap, that kind of thing. So I think your model now fits way better than if it did, 10-15 10 15 years ago because for sure. 10 15 years ago it was like no I'm I'm going to go if I'm going to go out for the right. night I'm going to go out and see a new movie because it's only 6 bucks.
2: Right. Or why why would I leave my house to go see something on a I mean our screens are pretty big compared to what you got your house you know it is more of a theater atmosphere but you know the whole you know am I going to go see it in the theater or am I going to wait until it comes out on video and we've kind of like stepped into that middle ground um so you know, let we'll, I me mean, we'll see
1: how it goes. But movies are also getting to the point where they're costing as much as it is to buy it on a DVD when it comes out new. Yep. So like, I mean, if I go to like when I was living in Massachusetts, when I was living there four years ago, five years ago now, almost, it was like twelve, thirteen dollars to go see a movie at AMC theaters. Right. So it's obviously more than that now because of inflation. And so if it's right. gonna cost me fifteen or sixteen dollars to go see a movie, it's gonna cost me nineteen dollars, usually max, for right. a high def Blu-ray movie. That I can purchase and own forever, right? And then, or I could spend twenty bucks or forty bucks, depending on you know, fifty bucks to go see with a bunch of my friends at this, you know, way cheaper to go see it there, or buy it and bring it in with you. So I own the movie, but I can still go see it at a friend uh, at Queen City. Like it's it's one of those things where Taylor and I both go. We really want to have to go see this movie in the theaters. (laughs) Yeah, pay that kind of money because like even now at Bangor, which was like ten bucks, eleven bucks a movie. It's like it's 20 bucks for us to go see it. I can go buy the movie for 20 bucks. Like it's, it's so, you know, Bangor opened their theater back up and we're showing old movies. Yeah. They were showing movies they had in their archives because there was no movies coming out. So they opened back up at the beginning of July and they're like showing, you know, Back to the Future and all this. I'm like, yeah. But they're charging 10 bucks a ticket. Like I can own them. I guarantee you, you can buy Back to the Future right now for $10. Guarantee oh, yeah. you right now. Yeah, sure. So, are you gonna go see it there, or are you gonna, you know, obviously you're not open yet. But once you open, you're yeah. gonna, you know, go see it at Josh's place. Bring your own movie and go right. see it at your place. You know,
2: yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I just think I took the fam to see something or other. It might have just been me and Tiff and the boys. So only four of us, and I think we spent ninety bucks between just tickets and a couple sodas and some candy and stuff. You know, so it's you know given the the uh movement forward in technology for the home you know but like i said we like to as far as the business is concerned we like to kind of hit that middle road where you're getting more than you get at home but still like you know well for one awesome craft beer and well you're the
1: only place in this area that that you can go see a movie and drink beer legally right yeah because i won't lie and i brought in beer to the movie theater but like legally grab a draft beer that's fresh that's on tap you can grab it or in can and go see in the a theater and have some food now with your place opening back up eventually yeah. that you have food um in massachusetts there were places like that you are the only place like that in this area and it's it's right. one of the cool things that you're able to get an experience at queen city cinema club is to show watch and now that's the other thing is we talked about and we ended up having to cancel it because of this that and the other thing but it was like oh the season premiere of the walking dead's coming on I have right. a subscription to YouTube TV, so I was like, "Let's rent a theater out. We'll log into it and watch it on the theater screen. I'm paying you to rent the screen and the time and be using the room, but I'm not paying you to yeah. stream the thing. It's my own service. And I'm watching it myself with some friends." Yeah, so we talked about doing that. It's like that's also something you could do. You can't do that in the theater. Yeah. You right. can see premieres of shows.
2: I go and watch Bears games there on Sundays. Watch them lose. <laughs> it's awesome. What? Oh, I go there and watch Bears games on Sundays. You know,
1: you watch them lose.
2: I go there and watch Bears games on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what: Trubisky's gonna surprise some people this year.
1: So we're gonna we're gonna finish up here, but I want to say: so yeah. what do you what do you expect? Are you expecting them to be able to play the actual football season come
0: fall? No, no. not
2: really. Uh, CAA Colonial Athletic Association, which Maine Black Bears yep. football plays in, they just canceled the conference schedule. Yeah. Uh my uh son Hunter is uh big football star at Herman High. He has not heard anything from them, but California just canceled their high school season. Uh, which so, which nothing against your
1: son and all those things. It's the right decision. I I, I, I hate it. probably I, is, yeah. It probably no, it's, for right now, like even postponing it. You there's yeah. no reason why they can't play the football season comes like the, the South
2: Yeah, that's what they're talking about doing is switching fall and spring sports. Um yeah, I, I feel horrible about it and I wish that it was some other way. But right now I just don't think that there's really any way to do it safely. And I mean with the NFL, I mean we're I mean, I you know, they start like the NBA bubble. Yep. The minute people start going into the bubble, there are stories coming out about people have coronavirus in the bubble. I'm like, you know. So they, it, uh, and it's
1: one of those things we're trying to I mean, I'm a big NBA fan, so we're waiting now with with today's dates recording this on the twentieth. So we're now yeah. nine days away or yeah, nine days away from the NBA, especially starting kicking off in yep. um or kicking back off, I should say, in Orlando. ASA, we're 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 both still like, I don't know, maybe it will happen, maybe it won't. We don't know. But like For sure. something that happens so far away and it's something that like you only have sixteen games, so you can't really do like an abbreviated schedule. You can't right. I mean when you're paying someone millions like the, the idea that you only have sixteen games So then you're paying people millions of dollars and you can't have that many people in the stands or anybody in the stands. It just seems like a sport that would be very difficult to do financially. Absolutely. Um, Unless the NFL is like, screw it. We're just going to lose a bunch of money this year. And next year we'll come back and make more money, whatever it is. But I feel like there's too much of a business for them to be like, screw it. We're going to lose a bunch of money kind of thing.
2: Yeah. And you think about the work that goes into it for the players and the coaches and everything. Like they have to be there all day, every single day for six months. Yep. You know, like there's no, you know, there's no home isolation, you know. So, you know, I, I hope it happens. You know, I love sports. I've missed the NBA, you know, and um but I'm not optimistic. <laughs> I'm not right. optimistic, you know.
1: So We'll see. So, yeah. we, I mean, so we, uh, I would love to, when I was talking about doing this podcast in the past, which was like, We'll talk about pop culture and what movies are coming out and what things are coming. There's no movies coming out right now because there's no plan for that anytime soon. Uh, We'll see how the fall comes. But with Josh potentially hopefully joining us every couple of weeks now um, on this podcast, we'll hopefully be able to bring in the idea of we'll we'll, we'll touch the pop culture side. Plus, Brian is a sports fan as well. Brian likes basketball a lot, watches the Patriots, stuff like that. So well to bring in that, that aspect of, of the things that were so funny. Cause I'm like, now I have the time or did have the time. Now I'm making time to do this right. podcast and then Don't there's nothing the... pop culture <laughs> or it is. Yeah. So comic books are just starting to come back. I'm going to have Paul Eaton on hopefully in a couple of weeks to talk yep. um, from Galactic Comics to talk about what comic books are coming out and stuff like that. Um, it's just, so there is some things that I love and passionate about that are just now starting to come back. Hopefully, Brian and I will get a chat a little bit about the NBA season coming up here pretty soon, too, because he's a big Celtics fan. And so – but it is it is what it is, and and I think this is the opportunity to spend time with family, um, to binge those shows you missed or movies if you, you know, whatever. I think I'll have Josh back on. We we kind of did this last minute, and with Josh potentially not being able to – in my mind, not being able to make it this podcast, we'll try to get Josh to do, like – let's do our top films that maybe yeah. – maybe not just top film, but top films that maybe no one else has ever heard of or whatever, you know, like that, sure. like top unique films or films that are kind of like off the beaten path or whatever it is and see what, yeah. see what we can come up with and do stuff like that because those are some things that maybe we can say, this is the list of this, you can watch it on Netflix or Hulu or right. it's free on YouTube or, yeah. you know, come it's to, not, but you can come watch the Queen Citizen Club. Same page right there, but, but we've definitely, I've definitely gone longer than I thought I was going to go with you because we've had some fun, so. Yeah. Um, definitely visit queen city cinema and follow them on Instagram and on Facebook because Josh has some really cool things coming out with some food and uh, um, beer items obviously uh, when he opens back up so keep an eye out for that because it's one of the most fun places and every time I talk to someone about Queen, oh that place I played N64 there or whatever it is so Josh definitely has a cool spot in downtown Bangor when he opens back up we wish him the best Um, I really appreciate you coming on with me man I really appreciate talking like moving nerdism and other things like that too. So
2: for sure. I appreciate you having me.
1: Absolutely. So yeah. hopefully Josh will be back in a couple of weeks when Brian's back from vacation. And uh, I think next week we're supposed to, we're going to touch base because he's already flaked on me once this season um is um uh, Spencer Wood from tip whip at UMaine. Or at In college campuses, Um college driven by college for college students, kind of like Uber thing. We'll hopefully join us next week. Um, but in a couple of weeks, maybe Josh can come back and try some more. So thanks a lot for, for sure. joining me, man. Thank you. Give me the best of your wife and your family. Okay. Right back at you. Thanks, man.